Hi, here's Florian and I have today a new guest. So introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. My name is John Hendrik and uh, I'm a solopreneur and facilitator in this space and area of new work. And uh, yeah, happy to be here. Do you want to tell us something about your journey, how you became, uh, like how you got into the new work thing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the idea was to dive into new, flexible um, ways of work. So I started uh, being a co-worker over eight years ago in Hamburg at the Beta House. And um, I invented a little uh, a kind of a new job. So I was I was a consultant for uh, HR departments uh, in, in the area of social recruiting. So the idea was to, to I mean, I, I stuck, stuck with the quote by um, by Robert, oh, what's his fucking name? That's good to start a podcast by, by Robert Scoble, the Microsoft blogger. And he said, a company without a blog is like a house without a window. <laughs> so, so my kind of uh, mission was to help companies get more transparent and open up for their candidates. And uh, yeah, doing that, which um, it, it didn't fail completely, but it was comp very hard to, to convince at that time, like six years ago, corporates using social media. And um, because... I saw it is also organizational design, right? You have to talk to the IT guys and the HR guys. They don't like each other. Marketing gets in the way. So it was more of organizational design. So I learned about um, Scrum and Agile. I learned about design thinking. I learned about innovative processes. I learned about startups, of course, being an entrepreneur myself. So I mixed all of that together. And I, since eight years now, I follow this kind of buzzword hype. And uh, the actual uh, buzzword today is new work. Uh, a couple of years ago, it was Enterprise 2.0, so it, it constantly changes. So it's just a buzzword hype for explaining that digitalization and uh, comes with change in organizations. Yeah, awesome. Can we go back to this time? So what was your, like you talk, told also a bit like about the experience, about the challenges into the company. So how you mainly solved them? Like what was your way when you succeed? How, how did you solve this problem? Is it like the, the, um, the departments didn't like each other? I mean, it's it's for me. It was always to to make them. If it, if if it was about like opening up a blog or a Facebook page, it was like helping them to see why it's fun to do this and uh, helping others understand why it's why it's fun to do little postings, videos, to ask for permission to actually shoot photos of your colleagues and set it out there. So it was always um, engaged in in fun ways of experimenting why social media is good for you and to open up. So um, I think uh, what works, what worked best was to um, go into the company history, find uh, interesting points that you could publish and to make them actually, I have to say that for German companies, it's, it's a lack of self-esteem. So it's like, we're not interesting enough or we're not, what do we have to say anyway? And it would be like to kind of find out these little gems in the, in the, in the company history to actually do this. Right. So awesome. So the track record was you go first probably to the to the to the boss, like to the CEOs, get their agreement. Then your job was to bring this message down to the departments and then show them how it's really cool and how it's fun and how they can bring value to the outside world. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. So it would be the top-down approach always works uh, perfect. So if you have companies like, I don't know, the, for for example, the German um, the German e-commerce giant, uh, and not uh, Z Zalando, it would be Otto actually from Hamburg, Otto DE, and they have a very beautiful approach of uh, engaging with their employees. So they actually 
um, they're blogging themselves. So also the, the kind of management is, is blogging and, and, uh, actually CEOs, uh, is blogging too. So that is, that is good to, to, to make content from that side because it encourages actually the employees to also do stuff. So talking about big corporations will be, will be that way. Oh yeah. That's also a really good idea. So that they live by example and then like the, the employees get motivated, uh, to do it. So that's probably the second way how to do it. That's pretty cool. So, um, what happened after, after this time? I mean, what I, uh, wor I worked a lot with coworkers or free freelancers and, um, I had this crazy idea of creating a fluid network, an agency without an agency. So the idea was to work from over coworking spaces from Vienna, um, Aarhus, Denmark, Berlin, uh, Hamburg and like spreading this network of coworkers and, uh, being an agency literally, um, yeah, made of solopreneurs, freelancers and experts and, That was a nice idea. A lot of people loved it. They were really, I, I created some kind of little hype, but in the end, like corporations like Daimler, for example, they are, I was just, I remember a, a very interesting, uh, uh, telephone call with the, uh, purchase of, uh, department of Daimler in Stuttgart. And they were like, okay, you want to work for us? That's good. Um, what about a payment rate for 120 days? And I was like, what? Okay, forget it. We're going to work for you. I cannot, this is not possible. And actually, um, then I got, I, I really got bankrupt, uh, in a way because I had a smaller company where I had a Facebook marketing project also. And they, I mean, it, it's, this, this is happening as usual for agencies that you have a bigger tranche of a project and they only like order the first, first round. But you're, you're conceptualizing with your, uh, freelancers, texters, uh, developers on the second round because you, you want to go further. And then actually they quit and that this is how I nearly got bankrupt. So I, I, I had to leave Hamburg because of that. Uh, joined, uh, a startup here in the area of new work too. Really like them still, still around your voto, uh, com. They're a, a creative crowdsourcing company. Um, got fired there because I'm unemployable actually as an entrepreneur. So, <laughs> but I always say that with a smile. Uh, I, I still, I still can uh, talk to the CEOs. It's, it's okay. It's fine. Um, and then I found my own company. So uh, again, so little, little projects coming out. So, um, I'm now living on, uh, consultant based work also, but my solopreneur project that I did, um, and back, back then founded with my co-founder Inkin is the superhero training. So, Uh, combining various insights of my uh, of my life, being a, a new work recruiting consultant, um, and uh, yeah, putting it putting the the human being up front. So it's a B 2 C uh, concept. So first question: Why why are you unemployable? Yeah, totally. Um, being unemployable as an entrepreneur means that you always have ideas to change stuff which is not good in a in a team that you work with so of course it's great to be innovative and have good ideas but if you constantly want to change everything that's really bad and it's not that i'm 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 not capable of working with teams i think uh, it's it's totally fun to work with me in a team but the main problem is and always was that uh my ideas uh clashes uh, clashed with the ideas of the ceo and the ceo is the fucking ceo of the company so uh his ideas over mine and i was not able to accept it because i knew that my ideas were better and uh, i told him so <laughs> that led to my <laughs> to, to my situation of being fired so you, you were always like the person which asked why why we should do it this yeah. way and not this way And then it was just in clash. It's like really interesting. Like the, in the other podcast, I think it's episode three. 
there was going about how to generate growth. And the main idea is in growth is you have ideas and you test them yeah. and you test like everything and like you don't stop about everything. And like the main point he also said is it only works if the management, the CEO is absolutely behind you. Mm. Like they have yeah. full 100% yeah. commitment to that and you have kind of priorities. So nothing holds you back. So yeah, yeah it's actually a really, I think for the new way to work, it's a really good way to ask Yeah. Ask everything and then always improving. So, um, how you define again new work in one sentence? Yeah, new work is 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 a way of reacting to the change digitalization brings to the workspace. Okay, so it's mainly it's mainly focused on the workspace. So it's it's probably focused on the problems and on the advantages which come with that. Totally. So it's about collaborating. It's using uh, also, it's not only about using tools, but it is, of course, about using tools. So if you have home office work time, free work time, not time fixed uh, uh, work time, then you, then you, of course, use uh, uh, video conferences, Slack and, and stuff like that to, to catch up. It's about like agile project management tools like Scrum, for example. I'm a Scrum master too. So um, I really fell in love with this concept of, of organizing agile and this kind of way, uh, talking about maybe leaving the hierarchy behind Uh, talking about holocratic concepts of working together, transparent salary schemes, or all of this kind of uh, ideas of organizing new. And for me, it's not all—it's not only rooted in digitalization aspects, but digitalization brings so much uh, uh, upfront, uh, like uh, positive aspects to, to 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 make work easier. That I think it is—it is for to me, it is completely combined and, and works along. So what is always your main goal if you go into a seminar with a big company or with a seminar with a, with a startup? Like what is your main goal? What do you want to accomplish for them? So my pitch sentence uh, would be, I'm a craftsman for new work. So I have a toolkit of various methods and concepts. I don't stick to one. I, I try to get everything. And my main um, focus is on creating best results possible with, with a group. And I'm not interested in what kind of results it is, in which area, whom is in there. I just want in, in that moment, in that day or on that week or sprint or whatever, create the best results possible for that group. So what are the main problems they come to you? Like, for example, on the one side, the big companies and then on the other side, the startups. Like, what is the main question they have to you? So there's, there are huge differences between how startups work, how medium-sized companies work, and how big corporations work. So big corporations is the easiest part because you can really define it very simple. It's just hierarchy. So the closer you are to the gravity center of a corporation, the the harder it will get to be innovative or uh, send out new ideas it's because the the, gravi the gravitational center will just crush every idea because uh, as a corporation hierarchy and structure is good and you want to actually everyone's fights to actually content that so you can see how like a corporation like Daimler who really tries to be to make up swarms being more agile and stuff really clashes with with their own employees who said oh why 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 we have to do this again so um it's the own laziness of the corporation that actually hinders being innovative small and medium-sized companies have the problem that they are faster they can move faster and they have more relaxed um, owners, CEOs, who um, 
often have great energy. They understand things pretty well and they really want to go. But their problem is that, um, to my mind, it is a combination of the speed startups have and the structure corporations have, and they get caught uh, in, in, in that too. So they have, they, they are, they are bigger than startups and big enough to be to, uh, big enough not to fail, but still they have to convince uh, their employees also to go. So that the gravity center is, uh, center is not that big, but still they have to work that through. And, 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 and to my mind, they are not that advanced as corporations. So they have pretty good education. They have uh, amazing uh, organizational design when, when it comes to that. So Daimler has great tools of doing design thinking, for example. Small and medium-sized companies don't have that. They have the will. They have the, I, I would say they, they have the fun and the right energy to do this, but you have to teach them from the beginning. And startups, uh, to close my argument, would be they are amazing in speed. So they are the speed boats um, in, in this idea of new work. So they adapt very fast. All of, the, all of them aligned. They find they have their purpose done right. So um, they are, they're, they're caught fire and all, everybody is making overtime to, to create what they do. But they have the lack of structure and security. So they, they always fight for the next investor round. They always fight to actually pay someone. So it's very difficult for them to, to, be, to have sustained work. And therefore, they have a lot of this burnout uh, methodology. And uh, often CEOs are pretty, um, yeah, they, they're pretty, they have to fight a lot to actually sustain. So it's, it's a hard time getting along. Yeah, correct. So. Let's, let's start with the big companies, like how you normally help them to come over the gravity field, like how to, how, how, what is the approach that you help them to handle that? So when I work with corporations, it's not that I work myself with corporations because I simply can't. So they don't, they don't, they don't apply freelancers. So I have great agency partners that I'm working with, uh, several. So, uh, the dive, uh, to name a few, uh, ignore gravity, actually, that I borrowed this idea of, of gravity from and design for human nature in Hamburg is a great agency too. So I love working with, uh, with them because they give me the security to, to, to book me for a daily salary and they have a team and then they go and that's a big, uh, 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 secret. So, for example, um, working with the dive for corporations means they have beautiful teams that that already working agile and um, in 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 a holacracy. So um, that's great to have a, have fantastic teammates who who are pretty keen on on having feedback uh, contests. And that would, would be my first point. Working with corporations would be creating an atmosphere that actually allows people to open up. So especially in big corporations, there's a huge fear uh, of the hierarchy. So am I, am I saying the right thing? Can I actually do this? Can I be creative? Can I be innovative? Um, and uh, who allows me to actually be uh, innovative? So uh, a, a large amount of creating the right atmosphere to be innovative with corporations is to, to, to get rid of the fear uh, of being crushed in the gravity field of hierarchy. So how how you said like how you open the space how you make them clear now you can you are, now you don't need to worry. A com a completely easy tools for everyone to to take this who listens is um, make make opening rounds so let everyone speak up freely and I would start with little like tools like for example what made you smile uh, in the morning uh, what was the first uh, time you smiled in the morning so usually you don't talk at all about feelings and this kind of stuff in corporations because you want to be you know on point and and you want to be effective. But bringing back like hum actually human feelings into the, the workspace and opening up brings a lot of change. 
I would guess now that like one person will give an answer, like let's say the sun, sun, sun is shining, and then everyone else copies the answer because then this is the safe answer. <laughs> so how you handle this problem? <laughs> yeah, it's actually I give pretty much a pretty open examples, so I'm I'm pretty open and vulnerable in these rounds. And actually, it's it's almost always the male participants who talk about their children and. And then it's so, it's just, it's so amazing. You know, if you talk about your children and why they made you smile, everything is safe. So that's, that's beautiful. And, and yeah, if, if you only receive bullshit, uh, uh, surface answers, you, you have to dive deeper. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one of my roles as being a facilitator. So you just ask the next question, like with a more specific, uh, emotion question. Then yeah, why did the sun make you smile? Yeah. Have you, have you had, uh, yeah. enough sun in the last weeks or? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So, and then you build up the environment that like then the real design thinking stuff and so on mm -hmm. that can come up and that they see then the results coming out of there. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so you normally drive to them right in their offices and then do it in their seminar rooms, I would guess. I love working in, in an amazing workshop spaces. So um, the partner in Hamburg, this design agency, they have a beautiful uh, pontong at the Elbe, River okay. Elbe, which is like a like a boat, and yeah. uh, you can see the water. You can you can actually have a great time uh, doing mindfulness work there if if you're with a group. So that's amazing, and um, yeah. But I also worked at bullshit, uh, uh, shitty uh, corporate like corporate corporate uh, offices which is okay too it's always better to open up and have a have a have a creative environment but you can work everywhere it's okay so what was your your feedback after that like did you talk to the to the companies then again after one or two months like what did they do with the workshop knowledge or what they learned or what they saw and felt and experienced in the workshops I mean, what I say is like the possibility of failing and that all the work we're doing here is lost is pretty high. So it's good to set a bit of an expectation, especially with corporations. Okay. But, you know, I have to say that after, over the last eight years, I'm working in the field of new work and like uh, asking and answering questions of how change and innovation works. I have to say a lot have changed. So there are actually amazing approaches of I, being said, like Daimler has really amazing projects in uh, agility. So they're, they're actually doing this seriously, right? They are, of course, you have this kind of zoo uh, 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 safaris to Silicon Valley where everyone looks and have, I mean, Deutsche Bahn did that, Axel Springer did that, Daimler did that, and you know, and, and only the laziest uh, that will follow now will do that too. I mean, I heard there's a fantastic uh, uh, quote at Facebook uh, employees when they say, uh, and they, they were like, oh, uh, Daimler was like saying, so this is, uh, now you're, you're receiving us and, 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 uh, and can scare us a bit. And then Facebook just answered, no, actually, Uh, actually, no, and it was like, now you are scared that, that, that you're hosting us. Um, that was what Daimler said. And Facebook was, no, actually, you should be scared, right? <laughs> Because now you will learn what it means to change. So, uh, and what was your question again? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it was kind of your, your answer to this on this, this point. So, um, if middle companies come into your workshop, like, what do you focus on there then? What, what's there? Where's there your focus? So middle-sized companies, um, 
you can you can work out beautiful plans with them. You can go and really dive into to work with them. So I have a, I have a beautiful company uh, in the north of Germany, um, and they are specialized at dentist software. I really like them. Dumpsoft, are they, called, they are called. So they're market leader in dentist software, uh, which is beautiful. And they uh, and they are they are a software company, but they still want to go into the uh, uh, online marketing and like uh, 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 in the online st uh, area. So I'm setting up teams, I'm setting up projects, I make innovation. I'm, I'm we're, we're doing deep dive for target groups. So what does what kind of content uh, do the car target does the car target group acquire and what that what they want to read? Dentists are very special um, a niche uh, uh, target group, which is beautiful because you can do a lot with them. And then uh, we set up and we go. And I think. Uh, For me, it's always have a sustainable um, in, in innovation process. So that goes with the team. I can see that a bit, they're a bit overwhelmed now because they learn what they have to do. Email marketing, Facebook marketing, analytics, uh, setting up the relaunching the site and everything. So that, that's a lot of work. And then step back, making team process, then, then, then talk through results, making a lot of questionnaire and insights, you know, and then we're going, going on. And actually, I, I love this agile approach because then Uh, you don't know what's in the end. You just have this goal of maybe rising a sales or uh, a unique visitors to the site. And then, but the answers are coming uh, while you're uh, working with them. So it's always to ensure them that we're on the right track. And you, I can see the, uh, the light in the end of the tunnel. And now we have found out beautiful uh, uh, topics for strategies that we are, uh, we are doing. We're just by simply asking them. And it's so funny that always like the simplest questions uh, are not been asked. So... Yeah. That's always, I mean, it's, it's pretty, actually, it's plain to see. I only have to be ahead, a meter in uh, front of them. So that's that's basically my job. Yeah, okay, awesome. So in the last group, the the, the startups, like what, what you focus with the startups on? I build a lot uh, in sales and growth hacking with them because that's a topic that I teach for like in, uh, incubators, uh, accelerator programs and stuff like Mindspace or Lead Sports Accelerator or uh, even SVB Kraftwerk. So it's a it's a it's a, it's a power it's a it's a energy uh, provider in, in Bremen uh, in, in Niedersachsen and they have um, they have created a little uh, accelerator too. Oh, actually, it's pretty big. And then it's on working with them on. A mix of pitching, um, investor pitching, clients, customer pitching, setting up sales funnel uh, the right way. And then what I love to do is to focus with them. How can you actually combine sales funnel, sales management? Because that's the most important part for startups to actually get yourself uh, out there and actually make acquisitions. So, so, so to actually keep the promises you, you did for the investors and then combine it with the online marketing funnel, right? So, and I, I found like several over like the last three or four years, I found, I found the, Uh, the right way to connect online marketing funnel with sales funnels and uh, setting up CRMs like uh, for sales CRMs, right? Uh, customer uh, relationship management, for example, like Close.io or Pipedrive or stuff, uh, Salesflare or stuff. So I, I help them to create their database and then um, we're, we're, we're setting tags, we're making the email marketing and it's pretty hands-on work, right? So combining means you combine the offline or online world in one system, like in one CRM system and then... Everything comes together, correct? 
Yeah, I mean, it would be actually beautiful if someone would, would, would do it the right way. I mean, <laughs> startups are always completely chaotic and they have usually Google spreadsheets shared uh, uh, that they are doing their stuff. So bringing them to a proper CRM, and I really like pipedrive.com. It's like, uh, I, I'm not an ambassador for them, but I uh, I just simply love it um, because they have a beautiful app and it's, 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 it's you can, with Zapier, you can, you can connect everything. Um, there are others too that are good, but I really like them. And then setting it up, making processes, just who does the calls? How do you make the calls? How, what do you write into kind of activities? How do you set up deals? What is the sales funnel like? How do you, what, what is your sales uh, acquisition costs? How do you measure it? How, where do you go? And this is the kind of basic work I do. And with that comes knowledge and with that comes power and with that comes success. So it's a, it's a pretty straightforward work. So you help them to set up the simple sales process, like what you need to track yeah. your data and to track your success and then uh, learn from mistakes you do there. Most common mistakes for startups, uh, thinking in sales, uh, uh, hiring some kind of students or interns. Please make me a list of uh, the biggest companies in, in Germany or like Europe or maybe the world. Go here's Fortune 1000 companies and just you know, copy the info mails and let's go, go, go in there. And it's like, oh my God. It's like in, when I remember my first uh, sales uh, days, I was like, We actually were illegally uh, asking our business partners to give uh, org charts for us. And my colleagues were always like, yes, I have the org chart of, I don't know, uh, Allianz. Yeah? And then I was like, great. And now, do you know them? Do they know you? What will happen if you call them? So you have to make connection. And um, then how to make connections and how to actually dive. That's where I prosper a lot of my facilitator uh, know-how because, um, yeah, this, this, is, this is what comes easily through, through the telephone or stuff. So... Yeah, like sales, doing good sales is like a magic on its yeah. own, definitely. And then uh, the good the farm role is, you know, sell it as fast as possible. And sell it, you sell it best if you talk to your potential customer right away and then listen to him, what he says back and why he doesn't buy it or why he buys it. And then out of that, you can shape your product and your company out of that. So yeah, yeah, two quick tips for every listener here. If you're in sales, two really fantastic tools that you can use. First is called 15 word sentence. Please make a pitch sentence okay. in 15 words and you stick to it. Yeah. And you're not starting. My name is Jürgen Henrik from 99 Startups or Florian from 99 Startups. And I do you sell as a podcast for entrepreneurs. I deliver maximum value for growth hacking and blah, blah, blah. Boom. That's, this is your pitch sentence. Stick to 15 fucking words. If you have 13 words, it's, 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 the, there's no magic in it. It's simply boring. If you have 18 or 20 words, then you actually have too much information in it. Some buzzwords who mean nothing. And actually, your mother should understand it. So limit your pitch sentence to 15 words. And another amazing tool is the FAB sentence. So you combine facts with advantages and benefits. And then you create a sentence that speaks to your customer. So I would say 99 Startups is a podcast. That's a fact. The advantage is I interview um, amazing entrepreneurs for you. So you don't need to uh, interview them. And the benefit is you can save your time because you can listen to the podcast during your workout, your gym, and, and, and during, uh, if, if you're on your bike, right? So a combination would be 99 Startups is a podcast where I uh, interview rare entrepreneurs you wouldn't get in front of a microphone and you can listen to it uh, during your day-to-day -day work. So that's, that's a killer sentence. You're hired. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> You're now hired now. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's a really good tip. And um, again, on all startups, definitely don't underestimate that. Yeah. 
um, like how we already said, like in the pre pre interview, like the main reason why startups fail is they're running out of money, and then sales keeps you in safe that you don't run out of money. Yeah. So awesome. Um, what is your biggest challenge today? So I have my little like uh, hard project, the superhero training. Uh, I'm a, a superhero trainer. If we founded it actually to have this title because I, I think it's awesome to have a title like that. And the idea is to help people find their career superpowers. So I believe that we make poor use of our talents. We make poor use of what, what lies in, 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 in just, especially in Germany. We are pretty bound to having a safe job and not pursuing our passion and stuff. Talking to entrepreneurs like... It's so easy because entrepreneurs, like they're following their passion, they are they're doing what they do, and so they just have to be successful or keep keep on going. But in like er surroundings like Berlin, where it's like a la la land for entrepreneurs, so amazing. Just go to Brandenburg, 70 kilometers at uh, after Potsdam, and you will find a place w which is so not uh, inspiring and impassionate. Uh, Everyone will tell you to get a safe job. So this kind of work of finding your career superpower motivating is my my hard project and i developed workshop concepts i wrote books for it um we had a crowdfunding campaign um i have videos and, and stuff like that and everything so i have a lot of content uh, developed an own topology everyone is of course invited to the test if you, if you want to put it in the show notes and but so i, I don't have a problem of creating content i have too much content to be to be exact i have a conversion problem so um how do actually people uh uh yeah subscribe and actually leave the money and uh, workshops are running well uh the the, the project is, is well known but still i have to kind of convert it so what i'm doing now is to completely make new online sales funnels and, and make this up and i'm really wrapping my head around this and uh, getting to know my target group more and more and it's really a hard time Yeah, so if I if I think on your problem, um, like the the first thing I would try to identify is which are my perfect niches I can go in, where my customers staying, mm -hmm. and that would be one niche, for example, um, young uh, young students which finish schools, mm -hmm. and then saying the question, what I do next? Mm -hmm. So you could go to the um, to the schools or to the. Um, I don't know, the ERK, like Handelskammers, mm -hmm. which are maybe already do something in this direction, or you go to the um, Arbeitsamt. Mm -hmm. So I would probably try to go into this market and figuring out what are their needs, like what mm -hmm. are their main problems and how I can help them there just to get the feet into the door there. And then like maybe start something out of there and then maybe make a connection to um, to um, companies which you can guarantee then that because they made your test, mm. they fit way better to their um, Ausbildungsjob mm. and then uh, you can take money off that. But mm. this would be very one way how I would try to solve this and then the other stuff just online is different funnels and then test your 15 sentences yeah, or yeah, your totally. test your, your facts summaries and then check out what they do on your website and like if they click first on it and then what they do on that and then you can figure out there. Mm. So this probably spontaneously this would be the two, 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 two niches I would try to conquer and then see what's coming out there and then maybe pivot to another niche there. But it makes sense probably to to go on the really young people after mm. school, to go on the people after university, but it's kind of normally they have sometimes also a job or job idea where they want to go. And then maybe the people which are unemployed Or maybe the people which need to go back into a job because they did a trip around the world or they, they got children and they had a pause there. 
and then each niche probably needs a different 15 sentence 15 word sentence mm -hmm. maybe probably and then um, test out each niche and then check out what the response is um, amazing thank you that's that's so great ideas I mean uh, I, I I know a couple of target groups and then it's always a question of how much time do I have to actually uh, verify all of them I really like the approach of like young uh, uh, people who actually go into the work area so that that's a very nice approach uh, also like the Arbeitsamt the, so the work agency approach so that people who are who are who are looking for and what I found out is that if you want if you go into it mainly my target group is female so I have seven 70% female participants in my workshops and tests. And um, I mean, I did a lot of research. I have over 3,000 uh, uh, people that, that actually carry out my tests. So I have a lot of results, a lot of data. And it's so amazing if you, if you go into one sp uh, niche how much it opens up. So you ask yourself, okay, why women? Because most of them are uh, between 28 and 38 and they are mothers coming back to the workspace and now they, are wanted, they want to change. They don't want to work in, like if they come more of the agency and uh, kind of uh, uh, communication area, they don't want to work in, at the same agency anymore because they want to have an agency that's child-friendly because they're more like of mothers right now. And then, you know, and, blah, and then you have so much details opening up. I, if someone would ask me if I would dive into that area again, I probably would not have, uh, would not do it because it's so complicated because you have so much every day I learn new stuff about my target group and it's uh, amazing how many 15 word sentences you have to actually text <laughs> yeah that's like normally like that if you start a new venture and uh, you don't know anything about it then it's pretty good because you're way more motivated to go into that because you don't know what's coming up but you learn mostly a lot um, yeah awesome so and then like I would probably always go first on the on the reactions of the people, like mm -hmm. uh, if you get behavior changes of them, if they do certain stuff for you and they follow you on what you advise to them, and then you know you have something, and then you can connect them to to people which have like all companies which have this mm. fine hold, and you can also ask them what's for them important, and if you then normally connect them, that's probably then the business model how yeah. I would try to get money off out of it just out of my head. Um, cool. So how you keep sanity? Like how you balance yeah. work and uh, the other stuff? Well, yeah, to be honest, uh, it's a lot of stuff. So that's a very good question. I have to answer my, uh, myself. I, w I would love to say that I'm a vegan, do meditating uh, and, and mindfulness techniques every day. And I stand up five o'clock in the morning and do it. But uh, fuck you, I would never do that. <laughs> that's a lot. It's way too much stress on top of the stress that I have. Um, I have a 10-year-old daughter, so she's great of just, you know, taking the bike, going outside, doing stuff with her. So that's that's relieving. And uh, I mean, I do Aikido, which is a Japanese martial art, which I really like. Um, but I mean, too little, to be honest, because I'm traveling a lot. Um, I actually do mindfulness, so it's a bit, meditating is a great, great way of doing that. But, you know, whenever I can, I sleep a lot. And I try. Uh, that's really it's which is difficult if you if you have a if a daughter. But she was away uh, overnight uh, at a friend last weekend because I really could see that I was loving sleeping out and without any pressure of making breakfast or anything. And just really sometimes take a break, even when it's two days. Um, I really kind of I see to it that I have holidays or something, and, I'm, and I just book something. Last trip was Prague, uh, Czech Republic, which was amazing at a spa hotel, and just doing it and allowing yourself to actually relax, come down, and being out. So just booking stuff, 
book your uh, holiday in advance and just to to plan your uh, time out. Awesome. So how you what is your strategy to have a nice combination between work and family like that not that not, not one of them gets too short? Mm. Yeah, I mean it's always struggling. You always have to see. Um my wife's pretty good at reminding me when I'm only uh, at my uh, at my computer. So I have a home office I love my my co-working space here in, in Berlin, the Beta House. Uh, that's where you kind of fetched me for this interview today too. But I have like one or two days in a week co-working days, and the rest I'm at, I'm just home because I'm traveling a lot, and then I'm just with them. And it's awesome to 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 see my daughter coming back from school, so I have a little break, talk to her, help her with her like with her homework uh, and stuff like that, and then I cook for them. And when then then when I'm away, I'm away. So um, that's. I mean, I always try to be be there, and it's going going with the flow. I think it's a bit like don't be too stressful in getting any shitty routines, and you know that's that's bullshit. If you have a family, that's that's not possible. You have to go with the your weekly flow and and save some time when you can. So grab it when you when you can see it, and not like planning and standing up five o'clock in the morning and meditating. It's a good idea, but you know if you have to work until maybe. Bringing my daughter to bed, waiting until my wife's sleeping, and then finishing some work. I will not wake up five o'clock in the morning. It's not. I have to I have to save up my energy. You know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Just be normal. <laughs> Just be normal. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Just be normal. Grab it when you see it. That's like a really, really good, uh, good point. Grab it when you see it. So, what's your way to educate yourself? What's your favorite books, for example? Oh yeah, uh, I can always feel like several fields topics coming in so I, i hear a lot of podcasts so uh adding yours completely to my i just did it so that that's uh that that's an amazing thing podcast is awesome and then diving into the books um they uh, most of the podcasters they're uh, telling from but then there are topics that come to my mind in my, out of my facilitating stuff i'm I'm pretty huge now into theory you from otto sharma which is a kind of okay. organizational change uh, uh theory Uh, it's a bit esoteric, uh, but I love it. Uh, it's yeah. great. Um, the idea of walking through you and to actually convince organizations and teams to make a fundamental change at a certain point and then go further, that's awesome because we often forget this and just proceed and then fail utterly. So that's a, that, that's a nice one. And then I actually do workshops myself. So I have coaches myself. Um, I, have a, I have a coach that I, that I'm in, in recent contact. I, and I, I do book, uh, freelancers actually. So, uh, it's, it's going well. Um, I, I'm, I'm earning, earning enough. And now I'm actually putting into work my own coworkers to help me with my project. So I'm booking, I have a fantastic email marketing specialist, Camilla, and she just helps me setting up all the automations and just book her. So, um, I invest in my, own projects learning from them and actually i'm using it for my own project too so uh that that's good too and i would never go to the you said handelskammer so the what is the chamber of commerce and doing some kind of uh, uh, uh workshops there i mean it's not that it's bad but you know i usually they book me for doing workshops there yeah. so actually I, i i see someone that i like and then i'm working with her or him you know and yeah. that's 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 usually how i do it And yeah, my product owner workshop is uh, due to November, so I'm, I'm keeping pace with with Agile. Um, and 
basically have to say to keep on pace and learn new stuff is to learn it and then teach it. So yeah. I actually let clients book me for money to do the work that I, <laughs> that I want to carry out. That's the cleverest part. Yeah, if you, if you can teach it, normally you understood it. So like yeah. teaching is a good, good thing to see if you really understood it. And for the protocol, we have nothing against the ER card. They are like really good people. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. It's okay. So what's your favorite podcast? Whew, uh, good question. Um, I'm listening till the beginning to Michael Selzner's social media marketing podcast. Okay. It's a pretty huge one. Uh, and I always swear that I need to go to San Diego to uh, go to online or social media marketing world. Um, of course, Tim Ferriss is, is always some bestie when I, when I, when I uh, dive into that. And I really love, because I'm, I'm a huge fan of philosophy, I love the German Soziopod uh, from Patrick uh, Breitenbach and Nils Köbel. It's okay. Awesome! It's like uh, two hours of deep philosophical uh, uh, questions. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm a teacher at the School of Life Berlin too, so I'm really into that kind of philosophical uh, ideas with related to work topics, which is pretty great. So that's they are actually at the Republica uh, coming up in May, and I will moderate the panel uh, when they have the live sociopod. So I can really recommend that. Sounds awesome. And your podcast, of course. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's going way better because you're now on it. <laughs> so, um, um, the last question, um, what would be, what would you tell your 20 year old self if you could go back in time and you tell yourself something, what would you say to him? Yeah. Beautiful question. Um, I would say, um, Keep up the good energy. You will need it. Um, it's completely fine. You're absolutely correct. Don't be too concerned what others say. So just proceed, go your way. And uh, yeah, uh, don't start smoking, please. Uh, would also be advised. That's bullshit. Uh, it's, it's, it's very difficult to actually uh, to, to quit again. Um, and then, yeah, I would, I would say it just be start to take a good start into to new projects and keep up the good energy you're completely right you're okay you're fine yeah that sounds pretty good and i imagine myself like you see your, yourself in the from the future and like he talks really deep to you and then at the end plus please don't smoke like god <laughs> that is shit like turn off the cigarette now it's like good awesome so i think um do you have something for the end you want to to tell the audience Which burns on your soul. You need to get out. On my soul. Yeah. I mean, I would actually say that to every, every listener. So if you have an, if an entrepreneurial way of getting yourself out there, uh, even if it's an entrepreneur, uh, when you're employed or someone, just do it. Fight for your idea. Fight for, for the passion that you have because there's only one life and uh, you should really try to be best part uh, of yourself and make use of, of your superpowers. So just please don't let some stupid excuses uh, stop you from, from being, uh, being your best self. Awesome. And like always, you will find all the sources, websites, all the informations we talked about in the, in the um, blog post. And then see you next time. Thank you very much. <laughs>